0: Yo, what's up, Chicago? You guys are not going to want to miss this huge Halloween party going down October 29th. Trick or Tequila 3. That's the place to be October 29th. The address is going to be 3705 West Grand Avenue. They're going to be having live performances, costume contest, a cash bar, but not only a cash bar. They're also going to be having free drinks with the purchase of your ticket. So make sure you're there. Free drinks while supplies last. And if you want to order and buy your own other different drinks, Drinks, You're more than welcome to. There's going to be a cash bar, but you're not going to want to miss the free drinks, all right? Make sure to be there. 3705 West Grand Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. October 29th, Trick or Tequila 3, brought to you by... Ashley Bashley, Chris Italy, and Isaac Badola is gonna be the place to be, man. To stay updated and check out who's performing live, make sure to follow tricks.ortequila on Instagram. They have a full rundown of every single artist performing. You guys are not gonna wanna miss this. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the talk of my shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. Man, I ain't gonna lie. This was supposed to be a scary episode. I posted on Instagram and I posted on Facebook. I was like, yo. Who's down to come on, you know, the Talkin' My Shit podcast, and we can do the scary stories segments all over again, and I actually had scheduled my homie Mike Fountain, who's a fellow comedian, and, uh, you know, he hit me up, he's like, bro, I got some stories for you. and I was like, fuck it, you know, them white people's scary stories be a little bit different, I was like, fuck it, I wanna have them on, and we scheduled it for this past Friday, but... I got way too fucking drunk on Thursday night, literally got fucked up, and then Friday, bro, I just completely fucking passed out after work, dog, so I ain't shit, I ain't gonna lie. Mike, if you're hearing this, I had a private gig, I got booked last minute, <laughs> I got booked last minute, bro, I swear to God, <laughs> but that's what I told him, man, shit, I ain't shit, bro, I ain't shit at all, but anyway, fool, um, bro, I gotta tell you guys about my recent shows, Cause I fucking ate dicks and I, you know, I tell y'all the good, but I also got to tell y'all the bad. But anyway, first and foremost, I just want to say I'm here to support local businesses. I want to support local businesses in Aurora and I want to start this podcast by saying fuck carnitas de puerco y puerco on Lincoln and New York street. They fucked me over about carnitas and I, I understand maybe one of y'all family members own this business. I just want to tell you, I don't give a fuck, boy. They got me fucked up. They... All that extra skin they gave me on my motherfucking carnitas, you would think I asked for an uncircumcised dick, boy. <laughs> boy, I, I I woke up hungover and shit Sunday because I also drank Saturday, which I will tell you guys all about in a bit. But I woke up hungover and shit like at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Yo tenía ganas de carnitas, like I wanted some carnitas. And I was going to go support... My fellow uh, compadres at Carnitas Los Raules, last time I was there, outside the flea market right there, across the street from La Casa Blanca, I went up there, they gave me a free libra, me and my homies all ate taquitos, bro, they hooked it the fuck up, the best carnitas I ever had, and see, they didn't even pay me for this promo, but I'm throwing it in just because they make good fucking food. Then, I woke up late as shit, 4 p.m. on Sunday, and I know I know, y'all thinking like, damn, you, you a piece of shit, I am, fool, I am. But anyway, I woke up, and I was like, quiero algo grasoso, you feel me, I was like, to be a piece of shit today like i'm a piece of shit every other day but i really really wanted to be a piece of shit that day so i told jv i was like bro give me a ride real quick i'm gonna go pick up these carnitas or whatever and he's like bro i just i I ordered chinese food and i got you a plate like it's right there waiting for you egg roll and everything and he ordered from my favorite place too new china hut right here on new york street in yola fool but I will like you know when you got your mindset on something you feel me some of you bitches some of you bitches be having your mindset on men that are married some 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 of you guys, you know, be be having your mindset on, you know, bitches that don't want you, Kenji Flores. <laughs> but regardless, regardless, once you have your mindset on that, like that's, you know, I will like, that's what you're going to get. And I'm not talking about the girls because that's fucking assault. But I'm saying like, I'm like comida, you feel me? You know, te despertas con ganas de algo. Sometimes you just want a little bolillo. I don't know, whatever, right? So yo ya tenía la mente que I wanted fucking carnitas a la verga, you feel me? Like. Mm. So I call up the place, right? And I'm looking for where can I find the best carnitas? And usually I go to... uh to El Paso Grande y ahí yo me la surto and shit but the thing is that it was already 4 p.m. and the only time I ever go there is like around 6, 7 p.m. when I get off of work during the week y luego me compro ahí I like I love getting food right there because it's como comida ya guisada comida I think it's the closest thing that you can get to homemade Mexican food you know like I don't want to be the guy that goes to his parents house just to eat every single fucking day so I'm like fuck it if I want to be independent I gotta make my own food so instead of making that shit I just buy it because I too lazy to learn how to cook, but anyway, so I go to, like, when I feel like I want homemade food, I go to Paso Grande, and sometimes I'll buy, you know, un poco de barbacoa, like, a little, you know, un chile en su carne, un jugo en su chile, what, what the fuck is it called, god damn it, carne en su jugo, <laughs> fuck it up over here making shit up. You know, I, I love, I love El Paso Grande's Arroz. I feel like their consistency is unmatchful. But anyway, the thing about the carnitas there is sometimes they've been sitting there all day. Algunas veces, pues... I don't know how to pick them out the best, and sometimes the ladies don't give a fuck, and I don't get the best, you know, sometimes, I, no and that bitch be all in my teeth, like too hard, you feel me, and so I was like, I want something fresh, something that I know, something that, someone that specializes in carnitas, right, so I, I hit up carnitas de puerco y puerca right there, and it used to be antojito something, and before that it was something else, I don't know, I don't know, but every business that's opened up right there in that corner of New York and Lincoln, like, goes out of business, I feel like there's a curse on New York, on New York Street, like, recently, Gillerson's, they announced that they're gonna be closing down, there's a few more businesses that are probably gonna be closing down soon, Uh, yeah, they closed real fast, they said that the government wasn't helping them out, but the whole time, they gave them money and shit, so, anyway, yeah, I know, there's all kinds of shit, I think there's, like, a thrift store on that same street that might close down soon, but, (laughs) But, but, but there I'm fucking. <laughs> I ain't shit, but fuck! So, anyway, so anyway, point is, I'm on New York Street. You feel me? Like, we're go- by the way, New York Street been on, under construction for a million years. Richard Irvin, suck my dick, fool. Why the fuck have you not fixed New York Street, dog? No fuera una puta calle de los güeros, where the white people be on. If it would have been fucking where the fu- Sullivan Road, or I don't know, some West Side shit, that's just way as. A huevo, la same day, motherfucker. The next day, they're doing a different job. New York Street been under construction for a million years. Smoke Rings about to go out of business. Smoke Rings hasn't got robbed in so long because people think that it's closed because all the construction been going on. Even the manager's like, damn, why, how, why the fuck haven't they hit us already? Like, I'm trying to file an insurance claim, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? All, all them businesses finna go... They, they've... Uh, nigga, they opened and closed seven dealerships on New York Street right before you hit Farnsworth. And none of them... Be, they are... And the fucking shit still been under construction. Motherfuckers went, done. Opened the business, went out of business, filed for bankruptcy. Y la puta calle todavía no la pueden acabar a la verga. But anyway, so we're fucking going through this whole fucking... You would think we're in the fucking corn maze trying to get through New York Street. We're going... And I'm I'm calling in my order, you feel me? Like I'm I'm feeling good. I just cashed a check from Laugh Factory. Like my joke's about to pay for my fucking meal. So I'm I'm calling um I'm calling right lady picks up real nice too. She's like, oh like i style whatever fool, you know? Like she didn't say that, right? But she was like, como style. I was like, yeah, good, you feel me? But it's like that wingstop joke. I'm doing good. <laughs> but but anyway, so I call her. And uh, she's like, what do you want? I was like, You know quiero those carni- libras de carnitas, cause I was like JB's gonna eat a little bit, maybe And I was like, I'll get a libra, you know A libra y a libra, según yo, right? Well, I'm gonna tell you guys what happened, but, según una libra él Y según una libra yo, right? So I, ca- I was like, yo quiero dos libras de carnitas, right? And she's like, como las quieres? And before I could say anything, she's like Las quieres surtidas así de todo? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, cause I don't hate cueritos Like, cueritos are decent, you know, matter of fact My dad loves cueritos, like that motherfucker Si le das un puro pinche taco de Puro cuero, he'll eat that shit better than Eating carne maciza, like, or carne Just regular, a mix, you feel me, like He loves cueritos Matter of fact, gay, but anyway (laughs) But anyway, so I'm fucking, um so, I'm on the way, right? I put, I put in my order for dos libras. Y luego también, because I'm fucking lazy. No me quería bajar en la puta Aldi o en el puto paso grande. I didn't want to stop and buy tortillas. Ya no tenía en la casa ninguna puta tortilla. So, I was like, fuck it. También vendame dos paquetes de tortilla. And she was like, damn. El paquete de tortilla está a dos cincuenta. I was like, fuck, dos dog, for 12 tortillas, they're not even hechas a mano or nothing, they're in a paquete, and I even asked the lady, I was like, y que marca son, right? if it's milagro, fuck, at that point, that's what I wanted, milagro de marias, though, not the blancas, I don't fuck with the blancas, and she's like... Oh, I don't even know what brand it is. Like, this motherfucker came with no label shit. So, I'm over here buying fucking great value tortillas, probably. So, anyway, she's like, two fifty a pop. I'm like, whatever, I don't give a shit. So, I, she got me two packages of tortillas and the motherfucking dos libras. And I asked her what my total was. She's like, Aquí te digo el total cuando llegues. Uh, uh, already empezamos mal. I was like, fuck. Like, e, you know, I burped right now. Fuck. I told you. When I burp, it'd be a good episode. <laughs> or I'm finna throw up. Or I'm finna throw up. One of the two. But, anyway... So I pull up, right? And she, right right there they give me, right? They bring me my order. And and um and I'm looking at it and I don't you know, lie, that bitch look kinda it looked like a hefty little box. You feel me? I'm feeling good about it. And she charged me. Lo bueno, like I shouldn't have even gone this hard on them on this podcast, because I will say one thing. Like estaban baratas a la verga, estaban baratas. Like they hooked me the fuck up. I guess the libra there is like seven ninety nine or some shit. And for the paquetes tortillas, a dos cincuenta cada uno, two fifty each, I ended up paying like fucking it was like twenty three bucks for those. Libr- I don't know. I feel like it was a fair price. Ya que ya que ya que con eso todo está corta para fuck por lo me lo por eso hablo español a la verga porque me trago pero aquí ando I'm right here speaking Spanish. Matter of fact, this is a Spanish podcast Porque la que la que quiero enamorar la que quiero enamorar le gustan los países y yo también soy paisa. Fuck it. I don't even got papers to port me. Now it's you know, oh my god, I'm gonna get canceled. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. You feel me? Free. Free Jordy, free Jordy go he had a he, free Jordy Goldwyns on ice. <laughs> but, um, nah, anyway, so anyway, so I bought, I bought my fucking, I paid, right? I paid, got back in the whip, pulled it to the crib, I opened that shit up. Hella cueritos right on the top. Hella, hella, hella. And I'm thinking, okay, pues a lo mejor me dieron carne, maciza carne, de, a la, you know, at the bottom. Y me lo taparon con cueritos, you feel me? So I can mix it up. So I tried mixing it up in the fucking charola and shit or whatever they gave it to me in. Bro, that shit era puro cuero. That shit looked like gelatina, dog, jello. That shit looked like jello, dog. I was like, hell nah. Then on top of that, I grabbed the tortillas, These Tortillas estaban enfriando. They were a little bit stale. You know when you heat up tortillas, but you let them get a little cool. Se empiezan a hacer duras. And I don't feel. And they were still hot. I, I feel like they were not getting cool. I feel like they were just stale. Like they didn't heat them up all the way. So anyway, I put them in the microwave. I finished heating them up. And I know some of y'all are like, damn, why you just didn't do it on the stove? Cause I'm a bitch, dog. I didn't want to do that shit. Plus, it take too long. I was like, bro, I had a shit all day. You feel me? I woke up at 4 p.m. Like I'm. A, I, by the time I got, I, you know, I, I did what I had to do and I got my food. It was already about to be six type shit. Like I'm fucking starving. So anyway, I heat him up in the microwave, me hizo unos tacos, pero no mames, we like, se pasó de verga, puro puto cuero, right? Like, like oh my God, they fucking pissed me off. But anyway, I had to talk about that just because you feel me. Be- and, and you know what? That's the shit talk of the week. But spotlight of the week to a good business, and this is not even a Mexican business. I feel like it's fucking racist because I'm putting down my own people. So I will shout out a Mexican business. Oh, I already did. Carrita Los Raules. Good, good. Shout out to them. Outside of the flea market. But anyway. Another business that I want people to to, to 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 appreciate because I don't want to see it going out of business just because I just discovered it. I didn't just discover it. Like, I've been driving by that bitch for years, passing by that bitch for years, but I barely started eating there, like, within the past year, um, is that a restaurant on Lake Street, dog. And... Alright, wait, my propio aquí la But anyway, so the A&W on Lake Street is a fucking banger, boy. And the first time I discovered it was with my coworker. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get lunch on us. And I was like, alright, fuck it, go ahead, bro. He's like oh, he's I'm gonna get lunch for both of us. Like he was gonna pay or whatever. I was like, Pus, fuck it, la verga. But I was like, fucking nigga, no me rajo a la verga. I'll eat both of them bitches, boy. Fucking, you thought I was gonna say I'm gonna save them for tomorrow? Hell no. Nah. I'ma eat them both. Anyway, um, so my, my fucking my fucking jefe, he, my fucking co-worker, I mean, not my jefe, but my co-worker, he bought me a double cheeseburger there with fries and a root beer, the A&W root beer, and I ain't gonna lie, that shit was a hit, it was good, bro, it was really good, but the consistency is the key, bro, because you can have a place that's good, Hello, luego, ale verga, next time you go, like, what? I remember I went to fucking Del Taco right here on 59, it used to be Dale Taco, I think it's Dale Taco now, I don't know, whatever the fuck, that's my problem, going to eat at a Mexican place on 59 was my first mistake, But anyway, I go in there, and I went there with the homies, right? I went there with the homies. Me pedi unos tacos de lengua y unos tacos de asada. Ooh, that shit was gas. Las tortillas, fire. Everything was gas. Then I went up there with a shorty, and I was like, this place is fucking gas, shorty. I tried to put her on. Boy, they gave me the worst fucking tacos in the world. I was embarrassed. And on top of all, I think she got sick. Like, it was all bad, all bad. So I never went there after that. But anyway, um... Yeah, 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 So the consistency of A&W is what really matters to me. Like, they're consistent as fuck. If you want a cheap hamburger, or if you've never been to the West Coast, or you've never been to Vegas or whatever, you never had In-N-Out, if you want to try something that's the closest to In-N-Out, in my opinion, would be A&W. Get the double cheeseburger from there, fire. Now, if you want to be a little extra and get some different shit, obviously get the root beer float. They got mozzarella sticks. They got fucking... Everything all that all that fucking all that food that's gonna make your heart stop. If you wanna look like me, go there. <laughs> no, and then they but my favorite thing is the bra. Pause. <laughs> pause pause. No homo. <laughs> my favorite thing is the bra. <laughs> Damn, that's gonna be a clip right there. <laughs> but anyway, um the brat is fucking gas, dog. The bra is fucking gas. And I, I ain't gonna lie, when I go buy groceries, like I, I hate cooking. I, we were just talking about cooking earlier. I fucking hate cooking. Like, And I like cooking, but I hate, like, usually by the time I eat, like, I wake up at 11, like, I work from, like, 11 to 6, bro, Monday to Friday, right, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I usually go to sleep, like, around fucking 2 in the morning. So when I wake up, it's, like, 10 a.m. So I have, like, an hour to shower, change, get ready, and then get to work. You feel me? Like, I, I my schedule is horrible. I live like a piece of shit. But anyway, maybe this, maybe this is my wake-up call. Anyway, so I fucking, um, I, I don't have time to eat in the morning. And then sometimes I don't have time, like, or I do have time, but I, I don't be having, like, I don't be, having, I don't be driving to work. So I don't be being able to leave my job and to fucking go get food. So I usually Uber Eats if I Uber Eats something. But again, that shit gets expensive. One fucking Uber Eats meal, it doesn't even matter where the fuck you eat. You can eat at McDonald's. You can eat at fucking A&W. You can eat at the fucking B-Dubs. Minimal. Thirty dollars at the minimum, and then they be talking about a tip. The tip, bro, y'all, y'all already fucked me with the whole thing. Fuck out of here, you talking about the tip, boy. I'm all the puta verga, Like fuck, thirty-four dollars for four. Maybe that's on me. Maybe that's on me for I mean to. Well, anyway, it's four jalapeno McChickens. That's fucking. Th- that's fucking like three something maybe it should be it should be like twelve dollar order twelve dollar order and it turns into a fucking thirty seven dollar order because they tell you from this restaurant is four ninety nine delivery but they like, and then the other, the, the other one is free but they fuck you on the prices like there's no winning this fucking game and obviously i'm the type of motherfucker to tip because i don't want a fucking uber driver to look at me awkward as fuck in the face when when he brings me my food and I'm I'm the type that don't tip. I always fucking tip. If I got seventeen dollars and my total is fucking thirteen dollars, I'ma tip the other four dollars. My bad that that took me a little bit so I can do the math. But I'm gonna tip the red like I'm I, I would rather tip bef- and be broke before I keep and save three dollars. At that point, if you're that broke motherfucker, he's about to go give up the fucking three dollars. Fuck you gonna do with three dollars. You can't buy shit with three dollars now. But anyway, um so, yeah, a gas. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that fucking rap, but gas, fool. And I just started fucking watching Yu-Gi-Oh again, bro. I was watching people post it on, on Twitter. On Twitter, there was two guys that were dueling with their Yu-Gi-Oh decks, and they actually had the disc that went around their wrist, you know. If you watch Yu-Gi-Oh growing up, which I feel like a lot of us did, I'm not into anime. I don't, I don't know if you guys consider this anime or not, because, I mean, this is very fucking whitewashed anime, but regardless, it's a fucking good show. And if you, I be on TikTok a lot just going through videos and shit, and then, you know, if you scroll on TikTok, you can see the people that are live or whatever. And I try to go watch as many as I can just because I be, I've been... Starting to go live myself a little bit more, even though I got banned last week, Um, just because I kind of want to start going on there, bro. I cashed out, I cashed out from TikTok like two hundred and forty dollars today, and I paid some of my bills with that money from TikTok. So I was like, all right, I need a like this is real fucking cold cash. Like I really paid for shit with this money just uploading content. So I feel like there could be an avenue for me to, you know what I'm saying, grow that. Grow that income and fucking quit my fucking piece of shit job. My bad, my bad, my bad. bad. Just kidding, if you hear this, boss. Just (laughs) kidding. But anyway, like, so, you know, it was real cold cash, so I was fucking, um, I was fucking feeling good. But anyway, if you go on live, there's people that go on live, TikTok live for hours, like an hour, two hours, three hours. And that's, like, a little bit. Some bitches be on there all day. Some guys be on there all day not doing shit. Fucking peeling eggs, peeling grapes. Fucking, some bitches just be right there fucking smelling like, like, just literally doing sexual shit on the low. Like, all kinds of fucked up shit. I only go on TikTok Live or on IG Live. If you've seen my lives recently, I was drunk as fuck. I be drunk, the only time I go on live, I be drunk as fuck, that's why I keep getting banned, because I keep cursing, saying shit I shouldn't be saying, talking shit to people, and then I be getting banned, but regardless, I need to go on there, start talking less shit, maybe start doing some activities or something, I don't know, uh, just so I can talk to the people, and you know, I don't bore them, but at the same time, I don't say too much where I get banned, but regardless, follow me on TikTok, Ken Flores 300, anyway, um, yeah, so I feel like I want to make an income. But regardless, so anyway, some of the people, something that people do is they play Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, they they, they they duel with each other, you feel me? And I don't remember shit about Yu-Gi-Oh! I do remember I loved it growing up. I had good cards, and then I had fake cards. I had, like, I was just telling JV, I was like, I used to have the fucking Exodia, but it was the Chinese version. All the legs were fucking fake and shit, boy. Motherfucker had Exodia's left enough. <laughs> Regardless, but, um... <laughs> hell no right my, my mom got me the Exodia's eyebrow nigga like, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga I, you got the wrong Exodia part motherfucker. every time I put my Exodia together I used to make a parrot nigga like <laughs> some fucked up shit but <laughs> but anyway so we saw that and then I I seen that they had Yu-Gi-Oh back on Netflix or it was on Netflix and I was like you know what fuck it I, I want to feel like I want to find a new comfort show I want to find something that's a little bit more nostalgic and we put on Yu-Gi-Oh and I, I mean these episodes were 30 minutes on TV, and and on uh, they have commercials when they're broadcasted or whatever. So on Netflix, they're like about fifteen to eighteen minutes, with including the intro and shit. So we're zooming through these episodes. I started watching them today, literally earlier when we got home. Oh, I farted. Anyway, when, when I got <laughs> when I got home and um, dude, we we're already on episode six. They already fucking kidnapped his fucking grandpa. They already stole his soul. Motherfucker, Yu-Gi-Oh! already the best in the game. This motherfucker's on his second duel. Oh my god. He just like me for real. But anyway, but any. Anyway, <laughs> dude, I was like if I was in Yu-Gi-Oh! I would be Kaiba. already Kaiba's the skinniest character on the motherfucking game or no show. But regardless, I will be Kaiba. Cause he got that motherfucking trench coat. He got the blue eyes white dragon will basically represent the sack. You know I mean? <laughs> the the blue eyes white dragon just be opening his mouth like that motherfucking jaw be locked up, boy. And Anyway, um, anyway, back in the business regardless, so I'm gonna talk about that real shit right now, not that real shit, but the real, real, real shit show that I did, um, these past two fucking weeks, and I feel like I have to clarify them, cause it's hard, you know, a lot of comedians are okay with going on stage and doing horrible, and doing, mis- not miserable, but how do you say, um mediocre mediocre is the word because a lot of comedians will go on stage and have a mediocre ass set where they get you know three four big laughs and the rest of the fucking set is quiet and maybe that's just the way they do comedy or the way they like to do comedy or the way that makes them feel like they did a well job or a good job me i told y'all before i like to go on stage and just fucking kill like i want to be the best in the fucking room but right now i'm getting to a point where. I'm not getting tired of my jokes, but I know that there has to be a point where I start writing more and more. And there's got to be times where I bomb in order to, for me to learn and and to try new shit and and to get better, you know. And ever since they closed the Comedy Shrine down here in Aurora, it's been hard for me to practice those new bits because... Now I got to go, the closest place I can go practice is on Tuesdays in Plainfield, downtown Plainfield at Mojo's, and the thing is that that's a great room and everything, shout out to Mojo's, but the problem is that Tuesdays is usually pretty still busy for me at work, so by the time I get off fucking work, I'm already tired as shit, dog, like, I just want to be home and like, lay down or something, goddammit, you feel me, like, like, Monday and Tuesdays, I usually try not to even do shows for the same reason that, i be drained, you feel me, like, then, like, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I've already caught up with my job at work, and I can just kind of, you know, have some more fun after or whatever, but anyway, regardless, I haven't really had time to practice new bits, even though I've been trying to do new shit, you feel me, the only problem with that is that I promote all my shows, and at least, I mean, recently, you know, ever since, you know, the following started growing or whatever, every show that I do, especially in Chicago, there's at least two or three people that come see me, you know whether it's from TikTok, from Instagram or whatever, or people here from Aurora that have been following me for a while and sometimes they get they just haven't had the chance to come see me and then they come see me. And that's a good thing because I love to show everybody like, "Oh, you know this is I'm good live too. Like I'm a good comedian live." But sometimes it sucks because I need to try new shit. I need to learn, you know, and you know whatever and, and they're there so I can't give them the show they want to see, but at the same time I have to make that sacrifice so I can you know, try that new shit, bro. So, I feel like... And that's what happened to me on Saturday, which we'll, we'll get into right now. But here we'll talk about Thursday first. On Thursday, I did a big show at this venue called Joe's on Weed Street, and it's a huge venue. This venue typically holds three hundred to three hundred and fifty people. It's fucking enormous. The stage is huge. The, the you know it, it really is the closest thing I've gotten to performing like at a big theater. You know, besides Copley Theater, like like it's it, it's one of the and it's most consistent. Like I've never done that that room, and it's less than half full. Like it's always at least. At least like three quarters of the way full. So I fucking, I I really enjoy that room. And this past Thursday, I was hosting the show and it was last minute because I was supposed to be featuring. That means I go right before uh, the headliner and I was supposed to do 10 minutes. Last minute, the promoter calls me. He's like, Hey, man, I can't be there to host the show. Could you please do me the favor and host the show? Which, honestly, to me, hosting, I love to do it. I've gotten a little bit better at it ever since we started Latin XL at the Laugh Factory. Now that I have to do it every other month and whatnot. So I was like, Hell yeah. I love to, I love, I, lo- I would love to do that. And, um, anyway, so I ended up, um, I ended up saying yes, then right before the show on Wednesday night, the promoter calls me and he's like, hey man, I forgot to tell you, Like, this is going to be one of the birthday shows, which means that everybody who has a September birthday gets in for free, so what he wanted me to do was to bring people on stage who's ever... Birthday, it was in September. They wanted me to bring them on stage and we could take a shot on stage. So, and not we, I didn't get a shot. I mean, they got a free shot on the house, you know, because it was their birthday. So I was like, fuck, how the fuck am I supposed to bring everybody on stage, give everybody a drink, do jokes, you know, like crowd work with them or, you know, kind of get to know them, ask them their names, whatever, and, and then still have to go back and do my routine. You know, I feel like, oh, I don't know, I wasn't sure about it, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, like, Again, the comedy, it's very humbling. At that point, I had, I had like, a few great sets in the past few shows. Like, I was feeling really fucking good about that shit. So, uh, anyway, um, he ended up, uh, so I, I ended up getting there, right? This is Thursday. I ended up getting to the venue, and I remember we were on our way there. It was with JV and Gabe, my homie Gabe, and uh, they were smoking, and I even said I didn't want to smoke because I wanted to, Salud. Ah, salute to me, nigga. Uh, anyway. Um, I said it for you. If you. hey if you're a real you're a real one listening right now, if you just told me bless you or salute on oh my soul. This is why I fuck with you on oh my soul. Right now, if you told me salute right now, put your two fingers in the air and then shove them up your pussy. Now nah, I'm just i <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Spread the spread the lips. <laughs> yeah, he off the shit. But now nah, I'm actually sober as hell doing this episode. But anyway, um, so so I get there, and I'm sober, you know, I get my first drink, I get a Long Island, because, you know, not a Ricky, you feel me, I get a Long Island, I go upstairs, they got the free pizza laid out, I'm fucking enjoying free pizza, then they tell me, hey, let's start the show, this is around 7.30, so I was like, okay, let's start the fucking show, the place is packed, you know, and I'm kind of nervous, because everybody ordered food already, But not everybody's got their food. Matter of fact, only a few people got their food. So I was nervous that when I went on stage, people were going to start getting the food. But that didn't happen. I go on stage and I was like, fuck it, let's get this birthday shit over with. So I start bringing people on stage. I'm like, yeah, come up here, come up here. And they told me it was probably going to be like five or six people. It ended up being 11 people. So now I got to ask all 11 of these motherfuckers one by one what their name is. When's their birthday? You know, trying to get to like do a little jokes and shit. So I'm talking to the people, you know, they're they're bringing the shots. So I'm making some time while the shots get there. And then everybody in each table, you know, because these people all came from different tables so their group that's still at their table has their phone outs. they're they're yelling at the stage they're not really letting me get my words out and, and it just kind of started to become a shit show right from the beginning but I kind of I kind of was able to get through it they got their shots they took their shots um, I actually wanted a shot while I was on stage and I told the girl passing them out I was like can I get one of those and she was like no you're the host you gotta stay whatever so then I was embarrassed I was like what are you my mom give me my motherfucking shot so I was already salty and then they I get everybody off stage i was like all right come on guys go back to your seats you know let's get the show started so they get back to their seats but now they're getting back to their seats now they gotta fucking talk to, the, to their table because they're like oh my god that was so funny oh look we got this picture of you oh we got this video of you we got this of you so now everybody's like talking at their fucking own table and i can't get them to shut the fuck up but finally i'm like yo chicago come on Are you guys ready to start the show what's up i keep trying to have them clap so we can kind of all Sink into the same fucking, you know, into the same motion, same wave. Like, I'm trying to get everybody's attention, right? So, as I start to kind of get people's attention, I start to do my first joke. It starts to do well. You know, I start with them, I don't know, I think I start with like the Pride Parade joke. Right as soon as I start that, dude, all kinds of busboys and food runners start coming out of the kitchen. Everybody starts getting their fucking food. So now, you know, and and you know, you got a group. The way this place is at Mojo's is they have like tables of six. So if you come with two people, then they might sit three other strangers right across you. And now you got to share tables, which I mean, it's cool. It's a comedy show. So there shouldn't be conversation going on anyway. You're going to be locked in looking at the stage, right? Wrong. When the fucking food comes, now everybody's arguing. What did you get? Didn't you get that? Didn't you get that? Did you get this? Did you get... So now every now the servers are talking. The fucking people are talking. I'm up there trying to do the fucking seizure joke. It's just going to complete shit, you know? And I'm not going to lie. There was a few people that were locked in, people that were laughing. Like I said, when I say I bomb, it it's actually a pretty good set for an average comedian, for most of the comedians in Chicago. Well, not in Chicago, but I'm saying like... Like when I say I bomb... Another comedian might call that, oh yeah, I fucking killed. But for me, being the hardest critic on myself... I, I, when I do that room and there's not many people in there and it's Latino people, my people, I expect to fucking blow that room up. That was my expectation that fucking day. And, you know, I just feel like I couldn't fucking get them to lock in. Like, it just, there's bits and pieces where there were some parts would hit, some parts wouldn't, some parts would. Th- what bothers me the most is like that sometimes they just weren't paying attention. Like, they kept fucking talking. Like, it was Latinos, but it was all old school Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. So it was like all the badass kids from high school. Like, basically, me and if my group of friends were at a table and we're supposed to shut up and we're still fucking talking doing shots talking about whose bumps is next you know like shit like that is exactly what it was everybody wouldn't shut up so anyway I kind of plow through my set I say okay that's my time I'm gonna bring out your first comedian you guys ready to get the show started people like yeah 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 so I bring out my first comedian uh which was my homie he goes up there not gonna lie fucking starts eating dicks as well just you know just kind of bombing like like I said, I know I'm funny and some of my jokes be hitting, especially with Latino crowds. And like it was still rough. So some of his shit, again, it was hitting, but like oh man, it was a little bit, it was it was rough as well, man. It was real rough, and I almost felt responsible for it because I'm like me as a host, I feel like I should have, I should have fucking. Should have set the tone for that crowd, you feel me? But at the same time, it's like, how am I going to supposed to take shots with people? At the same time, go do my set. Like, I'm a comedian. I'm not a fucking promoter. I'm not a fucking party host, you feel me? Like, I'm not, I'm not, sh- I shouldn't be responsible for dealing with more people on stage with me. But anyway, I'm not blaming on nobody but myself. I should have had the right energy, whatever the fuck. Maybe it was on me, you know, it was on me. I blame myself regardless. But anyway he he ends up finishing then i end up then i bring up the feature comic which was supposed to be me and uh, it was this other homegirl, and she goes up there the first i probably she's supposed to do 10 minutes the first 8 minutes of her set it was the same fucking thing some pops here some pops there but overall pretty mild the last 2 minutes of her bit she didn't uh pushy sh- I'm not going to say the bit, matter of fact, never mind, but she, it's, it's a bit about Anuel, the rapper, the, the Puerto Rican reggaetonero, whatever you want to call him, and that motherfucker, and, and since it was a mostly Puerto Rican crowd, they loved that bit, so she kind of closed off strong, so I was like, alright, bet, bet, and then I go up, and I'm supposed to do two minutes in between comics, so I kind of get to talking, and you know, I start getting them back or whatever, and then it's finally time to fucking... Oh, bring the headliner and I bring up the headliner he comes up and he you know it starts off a little but then he's a professional he ends up getting them in by that time everybody's done eating there's no more fucking food on the table so now people are locked in you feel me like around, that's around the time I'm used to going up there because the time I do shows there they start around 8 this time we start around 730 so maybe I should have waited a little bit to start I don't know a whole bunch of shit came into play. Regardless, I was not happy with my set. I was not happy with my overall performance. And I feel like at that point I was just ready to get drunk. I didn't give a fuck. So I got drunk and that that's that was that. You feel me? I ended up going to tap out after that. I was just Bali verga. I went live on fucking TikTok and Instagram just seven times, just doing bullshit, but Then the next day, I told you guys I just knocked out after work. But then Saturday came around. And Saturday, I fucked up as well because I started drinking early. My homie, I hadn't seen my homie Tony in a minute. You know what I'm saying? He pulled up. And he's not the bad influence. I told him to pull up with some drinks. So it it was on me. You feel me? I don't know. He listens. He's going to be like, this bitch is (laughs) nigga. But but regardless. So he pulled up with a Crown Royal. We start sipping Crown Royal apple with uh, apple cranberry juice. Like, we just getting it in. You feel me? And uh, finally, it's time for me to. I actually was supposed to, well, I was supposed to do a show for my homegirl, Clarissa, it was uh, It was her son's birthday, shout out Josiah, my nephew, man, I love you, that boy, uh, you know, he getting older and shit, so he, end, I think he was, he turned 14, I think, uh, I want to say 14, but anyway, so, yeah, I would say, four, yeah, it, yeah, it must be, yeah, I don't, I I'm fucking, I don't know, I don't know, 12 or 14, one of the Twelve? Okay, twelve. Twelve. Hey, but that motherfucker built like he fourteen, goddammit. But <laughs> but anyway, I was supposed to do a comedy show for them, but it was just a whole bunch of kids and we were just kinda all roasting each other just from the moment i walked in so i was like you know what let's not do a comedy show Let me, let's just all roast each other so we kind of had like the longest roast session ever for like 30 minutes got all the kids involved everybody's throwing in jokes it was just a fucking great time and i mean I've, obviously i didn't charge for that what the fuck that would have been a robbery but it was i feel like I, it was good that we could go in there and we could all just have some fun because i remember when i was a kid just roasting was my favorite thing to do and i felt like i was living like middle school memories bro i think he's in sixth grade so Perfect, bro, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But again, then I did a tequila shot there, so I was already lit. By the time I ended up getting to the show, I was like, I just want to do new material. I want to try new shit, and um, I ended up going on stage and completely. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Once again, when I say I bomb, is different from when when other people say they bomb. Cause when, usually when a comedian bombs, it means that it, you could hit, you could drop a fucking pin in that room and you could hear it hit the floor. When I bomb is you know his laughs here and there, maybe one or two pops, but there's just not that big. Floor in the air where you could fear the energy you feel me and whatever you know now i will say this i did all new shit so i'm proud of that but what, I, what made me mad is that it was a full-ass room. It was a small room. So I really like those rooms to kind of, you know, when I get those rooms on fire, I just feel like the energy is, is different. And I could have done that if I would have done my set. But then as a comedian, I never really grow, you feel me? So then, then again, back to talking about the people that come see me. There was a guy who saw me right when I walked into the venue. He took a picture with me. And then he went to the show and then I fucking completely, you know what I'm saying? I think I feel like I let him down. I probably didn't because he ended up recording me and put posted it all on Twitter and tagging me, but I didn't want to fucking repost it because I was like, nigga, I'm up there bombing. Why the fuck would you post that? But regardless, it was um it was good. There was obviously my friends came. There was a few friends that came to see me and you know came to support and I don't know. It was you know, those those situations get awkward when you're done and you know they've seen you do way better. And, and it's like what the fuck that was alright I guess you know and at the same time the people that went to see you there for the first time you want to tell them like no 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 I'm funnier than this like it's like when you do a trick while you're skating or riding a bike or whatever, or you drift your car for the first time, or whatever, or you, or you win a race, for you motherfuckers that like the drag race out there, and then when your friend comes to see you, or when the girl comes to see you, you fucking get smoked, or you can't land the trick anymore, like, it just, it feels like a disappointment, and you just want to tell them, like, no, I'm funny, I'm, I swear, just, just that I was trying new shit, but I don't want to be the guy that was like, oh, make excuses, or whatever, so I put it on me, yeah, I bombed, I guess, but... That one kind of, it made me a little bit mad, bro. It made me mad, especially because I didn't have a haircut. So I wasn't even fresh. I was dirty, bombing. I felt like a bum, dog. But, I, you know, I love comedy and I get passionate about that shit. And, yeah, the, like I haven't. So those were two shows, and the first show, I could really just blame the crowd because the crowd wasn't being respectful, but I'm the type of motherfucker that I tell myself, if I'm a comedian, I I should be able to lock in the fucking room, so again, I put it on me, and at both shows, there was people that came to see me, I think, for the first fucking time, and they both got shit shows, and... And shout out to my homie Richie Navarre and his whole family. Shout out to homegirl Brisa uh, Barraza and 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 the whole family over there, man. They've been showing me love for a minute, man. He's been coming to countless shows, so you know you you know I'm funny, Richie. You know what I'm saying? I just I fucked up this time, gang. But regardless, I appreciate y'all coming out, man. And then, uh, yeah, for the people that came on Saturday, fuck it, man. That it is what it is. It was it was it was the worst thing that happened. Niggas be talking about the Hurricane Ian. Fuck Hurricane Ian, nigga. Did y'all see Ken Flores bomb? That's the worst. Anyway, now I do want to talk about the hurricane a little bit before I wrap up here. Um, damn, that shit is crazy, right? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, bro. But you know what is crazy? Uh, hey, if I remember correctly, Florida was a red state, wasn't it? Wasn't DeSantis over there talking about? Oh yeah, COVID not real and all this bullshit. And now them all them racist that motherfuckers underwater talking about. Oh, can you co uh hurricane relief fund uh, nigga suck my dick, suck my dick, boy. I'm not sending shit, and you, Puerto Rico still don't got power. They're like seven hurricanes behind. Them motherfuckers been getting wiped out for the whole year. Don't nobody talk about Puerto Rico. Shout out Puerto Rico. The thickest bitches come from Puerto Rico. The best food, Puerto Rican rice. Mm, but I will help Puerto Rico before I help Florida. Now, <laughs> Shout out Puerto Rico. They're both part of our country, and it sucks for the people that in Florida. I'm, not, I'm I'm obviously this is for comedic purposes, but yeah, man, hurricane Hurricane Ian came through and wiped out what it would be like I think Daytona, Fort Myers is completely underwater. Um, Tampa got fucked. Like there's a whole bunch of because usually the fucking because Florida is kind of like a dick, right? Like. Like, if, if, if I was the country, the United States, Florida would be the dick of the country, you feel me? And Because it's really hanging like a dick. And usually, if you're looking at it from a satellite above space or you're looking at a map, you know, usually the hurricanes come in through the east, so they kind of hit Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, Florida. That's kind of who gets fucked during hurricanes. But this time, it looks like this hurricane came up from, like, the bottom or it went around the tip of the dick and it came to like through like the back of the dick you feel me it came through like tampa fort Myers, like the west side of florida the west coast of florida and 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 it kind of sucks cuz those people they never really had to move out when bigger hurricanes hit the other side but now it was kind of like that bitch is coming straight for us and a lot of people did move out a lot of people had hotels in georgia and, you know and and neighboring states and they went to you know what i'm saying to keep to keep themselves um Whatever, keep themselves safe, and and it sucks because there's a lot of people that there is some people that are just complete ignorant. They're like, "Fuck it, I'm not going anywhere. Like, if I die, I'm dying in my house and whatever. Fuck it." Those are the people that deserve to die. But I feel bad for the people that didn't have the funds to leave. Some people are like, "Why didn't they just get out of there, dude?" Some people don't have enough money to drive all the way up north. If you're all the way down there in the fucking tip of the dick of Florida, and, and you you only you know, some people live check to check. What have you got? You got fucking you got $250 in your bank account. You wait until you get paid next time and you got an empty tank of gas. You gotta fill up the tank of gas that's already fifty bucks right there at the minimum. And then you gotta drive all the way up north. You're not gonna make it all the way through the fucking state before you're out of money. And say you do make it out of the state. What about food? How are you gonna buy food? You know, like it's there's so many things that come into play, bro. Some people don't even own cars that can make it that far. Some people don't even own cars at all. So it's like it, the, the, you know, people get put into situations where they're stuck there a lot, like what happened when um, Katrina hit Louisiana. A lot of those people were stuck because they were already poor. You know, they were already um, they were already you know going through it and shit. So how the fuck you expect people to just get a fucking hotel? Oh, just get a hotel and stay there for a week, motherfucker. There's no money for that type of shit. And again, there's centers, there's programs, but sometimes these people, a lot of people, you got you you guys forget about the people that live, that are homeless, people that don't have knowledge to resources. There's a lot of immigrants that can get... Like, there's a lot of... Prime example, in Aurora, Illinois, there's people who are fresh from Mexico, even if they're legal, illegal, whatever you want to put it, they can go places to get help. You know, you can go to Santa Teresa, you can get food, you can go to certain places, get a shelter. But a lot of these, you know, paisas, a lot of these Mexicans, a lot of these immigrants that come in, whether they're refugees from other countries or my country, whatever, um, you know, sometimes we're not, we don't have our minds open, we don't even know where to look because... You know, we don't have easy access to Google to, you know, like most of, most people that come from Mexico, like they are come from poverty, don't even know how to use a computer, bro. My fucking parents barely know how to use a computer. They've been here for fucking 20 plus years. So I can't fucking blame you know what I'm saying? People who are freshly here, bro. It's just like... So imagine you just fucking made it from Cuba to fucking Florida. And now there's a fucking hurricane coming. You don't even know what the fuck is going on. You feel me? But anyway, I I I know I joke about, you know, them being conservatives and fucking whatever. But I, in all honesty, man, everybody who lost their life, everybody who lost a family member, or not even that, everybody who lost... Everything, because some people lost everything, houses and boats, and I mean, obviously, if, you, if you're a boat, I don't feel that bad. If you have a boat and it went to shit, I don't feel that bad for you, because if you got money to get a fucking boat, you'll be alright, but the people that, all they had was, you know, that was their shelter, didn't have insurance, some people, what about the people that are not homeowners, you know, apartment buildings got destroyed, whatever, you gotta wait for them to build that shit back up, you know, where do you go from there? Some people don't got family, you know, so it's, fuck, it's fucked, you know, it's fucked, but um, yeah, man, it sucks that even in our own country... You know what I'm saying? Shit like this can happen at any time, and you might think you got it all, and you cannot have it all at one, you know, one from one minute to the next. So, anyway, shout out. <laughs> shout out Hurricane Ian. <laughs> and this episode's brought to you by a Type 5 Hurricane. What, what do they call it? The Level 5? <laughs> shout out to hubby Ian. <laughs> fuck Ian. Fuck Ian. Ian, I don't fuck with you. Ian, you an op. Ian, if I catch you slipping, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass. But, um... All right. You know, so, man, it sucks that that shit's all going down there. And you know what? To speak about the PMB rock situation a little bit, how much time have we been going? 30 minutes? 30 minutes. <laughs> Hell, no. Yeah, I talked about carnitas for 30 minutes. <laughs> Talking I've been like, ah, this, yeah, this shit, this shit got to be 40. But anyway, this nigga on the game, playing the game, he don't even want to turn around, his neck around to tell me <laughs> how long we've been fucking recording these <laughs> niggas. Oh, my God. Well, you started at 15 minutes. <laughs> right. You boy, got boy got yeah. 55, 15, okay, that's 40, 40, okay, I start, did I start at 50, all right, anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, back into this bitch, you got, damn, I feel like I just got fresh off of Yu-Gi-Oh match, you feel me, I got all, all this fucking energy, um, but, nah, uh, PMB rock, so, I knew they were gonna solve this case fast, because there's been a lot of fucking celebrities getting killed in LA, and LA, end of the day, is still, you know, a lot of people move out of L.A. But the people, most of the people that moved out of L.A. are people that are already established that can make money from any city in the country. People who already have a following with their podcast, people who already have a following with their channels that don't necessarily have to move to L.A. But a lot of the young motherfuckers that still trying to make it, still trying to break into the industry, L.A. is still the hub for entertainment, especially Hollywood and, and acting and all that other shit. So you can't have rappers and celebrities going to L.A. getting killed like the the the, the the fucking industry would not want that one doesn't want that doesn't want to scare people away from LA because that's where the money's at so they they want people to come through they want all that shit and the same thing with the fucking with the with the government the people that run LA and the finances all the all the real estate um business because they've built they've built so many multi-million dollar homes billion dollar homes like I mean I'm probably not billion dollar homes but They've got homes that only billionaires could buy, not even millionaires. Like, we're talking about homes the size of fucking Walmart on a hill with infinity pools, 20 bedrooms. Like, they've got so much expensive real estate, they know that only people that can afford that is rich people. And rich people are not going to want to come into L.A. if crimes keep going up and people keep getting killed. Pop Smoke got killed in L.A. Nipsey got killed in L.A., um... P.M.B. Rock just killed in L.A. And speaking about P.M.B. Rock, I knew they were going to find the killer. And it's crazy because a fucking teenager got arrested for killing Pop Smoke when when he got killed in the fucking hills in Hollywood. And a fucking 17-year-old got killed arrested for the killing of PMB Rock. They're young fucking kids that are stupid in the head that are not developed enough that make stupid decisions whether it's the culture they grew up but in this specific case of this PMB Rock case, it seems that it's a whole family that went to shit from the stepmom or mom to the dad and the son. Like the dad, I guess that the guy came into the restaurant, killed um pmb rock and then snatched a chain the rumor says it that there's only one chain that got snatched so imagine doing all that shit and only getting away with one chain on top of that that chain is hot as fuck now you gotta murder with it so you can't even sell it or pawn it or nothing because you'll get caught right away anyway moving forward they didn't get away because they basically followed the cameras you know the fuck i'm pretty sure that sh- the fucking music industry as well as the 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 high the politicians applied pressure and had the cops looking for these motherfuckers because they found them pretty fucking fast if you ask me they arrested a 17 year old boy and I think they're still looking for the dad I believe the dad hasn't been arrested that's crazy how you as a father let your 17 year old go down for a murder and you still on the run like my boy they already got you they already got your kid you might as well just turn yourself in but anyway um the dad is on the run and the fucking again I don't know if this is the mom or the stepmom but the woman of that family or whatever she was the one in the restaurant basically scouting shit out they were already at the restaurant before PMB even walked in so they might have just been looking for anybody to rob at that point they must have been down bad couldn't afford the chicken and waffles and they were like fuck it we're just gonna rob some random white lady or some random person that looks like they got a little bit of money it's LA there's money everywhere you know you might meet a motherfucker that's responsible for writing a few law and order episodes he got a couple hundred thousand you feel me maybe got a fucking a couple hundred in his wallet you take his wallet you might make it into for another two weeks or whatever i don't know right so they were scouting for somebody to rob then boom who walks in pmb rock with all his fucking chains and a bad bitch right away they scouted that shit out they told the boy hey go in there and rob him he went in there i don't know if they went i don't know i i what i think happened is that dude maybe tried to get his chain PMB Rock wasn't going because he said he had tried to get he that, that somebody tried to rob him before and he wasn't going. So I believe maybe if you stand on that business and you're that type of person, you you know what I'm saying if you if you stand like that, I feel like you 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 hold your own no matter what the situation is. I feel like he seen that the kid was young, he got the gun pulled out on him. He's like this motherfucker not gonna shoot it, and they probably argued back and forth about the chain. Boom, got shot. And the the fuck the thing is, he got shot in the back too. The back, the chest, I believe. So I don't know which one came first, but got shot. Dude took the chain. They made. They all made it out of there, and they got caught up right away. I think the car was stolen, but they followed the the street cameras. I believe that's how they fucking zeroed in on them. But that sucks. Now three people have lost their lives as well because they're gonna be in lock. They're gonna be locked up forever. From the dad to the son and the mom. And I ain't gonna lie. Fuck it, you should be. At that point, you're fucked, you know? The 17-year-old, I feel bad. I feel bad. I don't feel bad for him going to prison. I feel bad for having shitty-ass parents that couldn't guide him to do the right thing and, and, and actually were involved with him in not only a robbery but a murder if, how as a, how can, as a dad, how can you sleep with that conscience? You feel me? Like, I didn't only fuck up my life, but my kid who's only 17 is gonna have to grow up and live in prison his whole fucking life. If you're already old as shit, you're already 44, 50, fuck it, you got a little bit left. At that point, you're gonna be an OG and... Whatever, you feel me? That's the life you chose. At 55, you should already know how to think straight. This kid is the fucking victim, really. Besides PMB Rock, obviously, and his family. This kid is the one that, you know, doesn't have a brain fully developed. And now, he's fucked. And, I mean, he should be because he's the one that pulled the trigger. At that point, there's no going back. No matter if you're 17, 18. At that point, you're done. You're cooked. But... It sucks to see that be the situation man and anyway I think I'm going to I think I'm going to end that that episode on that on that topic I uh I believe I covered every single thing I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry there wasn't no scary shit here to talk about. I fucking I tried to think of some scary shit but y'all know I don't even like to watch scary movies so I couldn't really Sit through no scary shit for y'all. Fuck all that bullshit. I did, however, got into the Jeffrey Dahmer. I told I told you guys a little bit that I started watching it last week, but I was waiting to watch the whole thing. I think I'm on episode four now. I, I finished episode four, so I should be on episode five now. But, man, that show is just gets weirder and weirder. Like, that motherfucker really was eating people, you know. And, and it, you know, the, the frustrating part is really how... If you watch the show, you know that there's part where he kidnapped that Asian boy, and it's crazy because the Asian boy knew that that guy had molested or tried to do something to his brother as well, and he said his family needed the money, so he... Basically, he went there to get molested just so he can get some money, so... To to, to to pay for the family at that point you know and, and and then on top of that he escaped but by the time he escaped he, Jeffrey Dahmer had already had already done a, a lobotomy is what they call it basically drilled his fucking skull so he basically turned his his brain into mush you know and uh yeah and he ended up uh he literally lied to Lied to the police when the police found the kid outside of the building, like, all unconscious. He told the police that it was his boyfriend and that he was drunk. And the boy was only 14 years old. And he ended up getting... He was able to put him back in his apartment to where he finished and killed him, you know. And and it fucking sucks because even after that episode, when the episode ends, they play the phone call from that killing... And you could tell it was the lady who calls, and she's like, "Hey, you know did you guys check that boy's ID? He looked like a little boy." And The cops were like, "No, it was a guy and his boy. It was a guy and his boyfriend. They were drunk. Like, basically, mind your own fucking business. Like, we took care of it." And she was persistent. Like, this is this was the actual phone call, and the cops are well, they didn't give a fuck. And I'm not gonna lie, that would be me if I was a cop, because I definitely would not double check shit. I don't even double check shit at work. That's why I almost got fired. But. But, uh, but that, that, that's, 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 that's fucking sad. You know, it's fucking sad. And that motherfucker was crazy and it's crazy how close he was too. I was just in Milwaukee. I went to Milwaukee for a show last week and I was like, damn, I'm really, I'm really in this motherfucker city. And he dead. I was smoking big Jeffrey Dahmer doings, boy. Fuck Jeffrey Dahmer, boy. Fuck that fool. I wish there was like a big Mexican serial killer. And I was getting that. And so we got, I want to have a hero too. Now, nah, <laughs> Well, the Nightcrawler, I think, was Mexican. He was from L.A., and that motherfucker used to sneak into people's windows, and I believe he used to rape women and then kill them and the husbands, too. I believe there was a few instances where he killed the husband. I think his name was Ricardo or something. I'm not sure if he was Mexican, but I think he was Latino. Uh, he was Yeah, in L.A., But and then I think the way they caught him, he was at a drive-thru, and they recognized him. That would be the way that I would get caught, by the way, too. like the, Motherfuckers would tell me, yo, you already killed 27 motherfuckers and ate them. Lay low, dog. Like, you cannot be out there. The cops are looking for you. They're on you. Fuck that, bro. Like, Popeye's is too good for me not to get a five-piece chicken tender combo. I Lock me up. Lock me up. They're going to fucking give me the death penalty. I don't give a fuck. Last meal, five-piece combo tender. Fuck you talking about? Last meal, fries as the side, blackened ranch as the dip. And fuck the tip, because they finna kill me, nah, I'm just kidding, <laughs> fuck Uber Eats, nah, I'm just kidding, Uber Eats, shout out, man, Uber Eats, you keep me together, baby, I love you so much, um, anyway, man, that's the episode, uh, if you guys wanna come to any live shows where I will not be bombing, where I will not be eating dicks, uh, I have, uh, dude, this year, this week I actually got booked for, uh, one of the shows that I've been trying to do for so fucking long, it's called, um, Damn! There goes another moko down my throat. It's called um, Don't Tell Comedy. So it's this kind. Con- it's, it's this production company, and they they it's basically a company that puts shows on in New York, L.A. I believe now they do them in Austin, Nashville. Like they're basically across the country, but they've been in Chicago for a long time. They got a solid following here uh, if you follow them on instagram they have like 160,000 followers like it's a big fucking company and every single week um a few times a month they um a few times a month actually i don't know if it's every single week but they, they get secret locations sometimes it might be a 90th floor and you know in a skyscraper in Chicago and you can have a crazy ass view and they'll put out 50, 60, 70 chairs, 100 chairs and they always sell that motherfucker out. It's always sold out. They sometimes they do like They'll will be a, a night where they'll rent a museum and you they'll do a show like at the Field Museum after hours like it's super cool. You, you sometimes they do shows in apartments like they'll go to somebody's apartment like the it, they, it's called don't tell because you buy the tickets and they don't tell you where the show's gonna be until that morning of. They'll just kind of give you a general idea of like they'll be like a West Loop or you know Pilsen or whatever and then that way you can buy tickets if you feel like if you're gonna be close to the area or if you don't mind driving. So they finally booked me. I didn't know how to submit and I didn't want to be annoying and tell people like. Like, hey, could you please put me on your show? Because now that I produce shows and I have to book comedians, I got a lot of them that be hitting me up. And shout out to every single one of them. I understand that they're doing the hustle. But, man, that shit gets overwhelming and sometimes gets annoying, you know. Especially if it's the same motherfucker, like, being persistent and shit. Like, bro, if I want to join the shit, I would have fucking had you on. You feel me? Like, get off the nuts. But so they, they hit me up. So I'm glad to do that. And then I think I'm doing Laugh Factory at 11 p.m. At 8 p.m. I'm doing a different show at uh, and my buddy. So I'm gonna be all over the city Friday, Saturday. I was supposed to do a show in Chicago, but it got canceled. So JV actually is gonna be doing a, a a theater show. He's gonna be recording a show. We actually did it back in February, and he's gonna be recording a theater show in Indiana. And and I'm gonna go with him. And I I know the producers, and I'm hoping that they give me a little you know a little five to eight minutes so that way I can. Yeah, I need to get my mojo back, bro. After these two bombs, I need to, I feel like I just can't come clean. Like I gotta fucking wash these bombs off and and start over. But anyway, if you've been wanting to come to uh if you if you've been wanting to come to um uh uh, here a show in Chicago. Let me pull up my notes here. I have all my calendars right here. A show in Chicago, man. I got um let me see. Oh, on oh, fun fact. So here, 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 here. October 10th. So you guys know I told you guys uh I don't know if you guys know Keenan Thompson Keenan Thompson is the is the guy from SNL, one of the most famous famous characters from SNL. He's a black chubby dude. He's also the guy from uh, Good Burger. If you've seen Good Burger, like he's literally a legend. He's been in hella movies. You might see him in the newest progressive commercials he's doing those. Like that motherfucker's everywhere. He does a showcase every year in Chicago and every year comedians submit and they get picked and then they don't get picked. Like it's a whole fucking like scam type of shit and I was talking shit about it earlier in the year. I was like I would never submit to something that Charges me to submit. Well, ended up getting hit up by the club themselves at the Laugh Factory. They're like, yo, that motherfucker's going to be here October 10th, and we want you to showcase for him. So I'm excited to not only meet him, but to do the show. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe an opportunity could come from it, but if it doesn't, what makes me the happiest is that the club took time to select me out of all the competition in Chicago. So I appreciate that. I'm happy about that, man. And then um, I'm doing a few different shows all over all over the city, but and then I'm headlining in Iowa at the end of the month, man. And then, of course, I got, you know, Washington, D.C. coming up in November and all kinds of shit. So if you want to come to a show, let me know and I'll tell you what, what I got going on. Uh, and you know, I'll promote it on my Instagram stories. Obviously follow me, Ken Flores, 300, make sure to turn on those post notifications. Don't forget to do that. So you guys can keep updated with everything that I'm doing. Um, any topics that you want me to cover? I know, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to do a podcast today. I was feeling a little bit tired. I fucking got jets pizza. You know, that pizza puts you in a fucking coma. Jets pizza is just like good pussy. Like they both going to put you to sleep, but I fucking did it. I was like, fuck it. And, I, and I, I'm happy because I feel like I had the right energy for this one, man. So, thank you guys for fucking with me. Always, you know, share the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Trust me. Something is funner when your friends are involved. If you get into a show and then your homie starts watching it, you're like, bro... Check the show out. Now you both could talk about the show. Maybe y'all could both talk about how I'm going to get canceled in the future for saying all these N-words or for fucking around. I don't know, man. Tell your friends about it. Share it on your stories. Now, I will say this. If you have a private story, I cannot see when you share the podcast, so please send me a DM. I can. If you send me a DM, then I can maybe follow you or we can follow each other. That way I can repost you or whatever, or whatever, man. Just post it. You don't even have to tag me, but... I appreciate everybody who shares my shit, man. It means the world to me. Uh, I don't know how, but the fu- I think it's just the consistency more than everything. The fact that I've been dropping every Monday night, Tuesday morning, whatever you want to call it, the numbers have been going up. People don't have to be like, "Is he gonna drop this week or not?" Like, y'all know I'm coming every single Monday night. Whether I got a guest, whether I don't got a guest, I don't give a fuck. This shit coming out. So appreciate y'all rocking with me. Remember to keep up to stay updated with everything I post about the podcast on Instagram. Talk Instagram. Talking My Shit Podcast. We're back on YouTube as well. If you're watching the video, shout out to the video people. Um, YouTube is Talking My Shit Podcast as well with no G in the talking. Talking My Shit Podcast. I got the Grupo Triple L Podcast there. The last two podcasts I've done. This one's going up there. So if you you rather watch than listen, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. And, and yeah, man, do all that shit, man. Appreciate y'all support. Again, the TikTok camp floors. Damn, that was a lot of promo. That was a lot of promo. I ran out of breath doing promo. Fuck the bullshit. Y'all have a good week. If you got scary stories, hit me up. I want to put out as many scary stories. If you don't want to come on the podcast, send me a story or a voice message on IG, and I'll go ahead and summarize it or put it together or I'll play your I won't play your voice message because you fucking suck. But I'll do something. I'll get your word out there, man. I want to make it spooky, dog. You guys have a good week. Thank you for everything. Bye-bye.